Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend, Robin Graham. She's a branding expert and helps entrepreneurs build a brand with authenticity and purpose through the power of visual storytelling. Robin's unique experience combines her passion of photography with her background in the corporate world to not only capture her client's true personality, but help them leverage their branding imagery. It's no wonder why we connect and get along so well. But before we chat with Robin, I'd like to read the review of the week that was left on iTunes. This five-star review was left by Fun Fitness Mama titled, Highly Recommend. Love her podcast and all of Allison's helpful tips. Can't wait to listen to more of her episodes. Thank you, Fun Fitness Mama, for the heartfelt review. And ladies, I just might read your review live on the show. So make sure you head over to iTunes and make my day by leaving a few words. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm Allison Scholes, brand strategist and lifestyle stock photographer. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. If you're ready to fine tune your personal brand, grow your business on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life, then girl, you're in the right spot. And please don't be shy. You can connect with me over at bossladyandsweatpants.com. If you're ready for today's show, go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, and hide in your closet. It's time to dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I have my friend and branding expert, Robin Graham. Welcome, Robin. Hi, Allison. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited. Now, before we jump into our topic and probably one of my favorite topics, let everyone know who you are and a little bit about your business. So I am Robin Graham and I am a personal branding coach and photographer. I specialize in personal branding photography as well as professional headshots. I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs to create personal brands that stand out, make an impact and sell without selling. And for our listeners, if you guys are not already following Robin Graham on Instagram, you need to because her wisdom on branding and photography is out of this world. She's actually one of my photography mentors. I learned so much from Robin about photography in itself and personal branding. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Well, thank you, Allison. That's like a huge honor. (laughs) My heart. Thank you. And we are just probably going to jump in with one of the biggest questions because I feel that this topic is taking on its own persona in probably the last two or three years. So I'm just going to dive with this question. What is personal branding or what is a personal brand? So a personal brand, it's actually more than just one thing. And I think there are multiple, multiple levels to it. So the first thing that I like to think of it is, is a perception of how other people perceive you. How do you make them feel when they are first introduced to you? Think of being at a networking event and they meet you and that perception of you is your personal brand. It is the infusion of your personality into your business. So we all have businesses, we all have a product or a service, but our personality has to be infused into our business in order for people to get to know us, like us, and trust us. And once they get to know us, like us, and trust us, only then will they purchase from us because people don't buy products and services. They buy the people behind them. 
And I love the word infusion. You put that on Instagram, I think just yesterday or the day before. And yeah, I, I did. To me, that was like just the key word when it comes to personal branding and your business because. I don't know about you, but I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs just get so confused, especially women who have MLM companies. They just don't understand this concept of like, well, how am I supposed to do a personal brand when it's another company's product? So I think that word infusion is just so key. And how would you tell someone to begin that process of a personal brand, especially if it's not their own products or services? It's funny that you mentioned this, Allison, because I just did a post on Instagram and a blog post a couple weeks ago about the fact that MLM people really do need a personal brand. And the reality is there are how many people in that industry now? It's growing like wildfires, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, um, But when you think about it, everybody's selling the same product or a similar product. So how do you make that stand out? They all have efficacy data. They all have before and after photos and everything else. But how do you make your business stand out amongst all of the other people that are selling similar products? You tell about yourself and you let people get to know about you. And this is where like the, I, I call them the five C's and the five W's of personal branding. But this is where your why really comes into play. And why are you selling this product? Why is this product important to you? And it really goes deeper than it just being my family's my why. Like, yes, I want flexibility. I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to work for corporate. Those are all important things. But the real reason why you're doing this, like it touched your, your soul. It touched your being somehow and motivated you and inspired you to become part of that company or even your own business if you're not in an MLM. But it's that, that why and, and really connecting with people and letting them know or grow an emotional connection with you to, so that they understand why you're doing what you're doing, because that's what's going to influence them to move beyond just, hi, how are you? But, oh my gosh, I love your product because I can see that you love your product. Right. And I always say, if your why doesn't almost push you to tears or choke you up, then it's not your why and you need to dig deeper. 100% because you, you know, I, I talk a lot about my brand equation and for me, you know, when you're trying to come up with a personal brand, if you think about your values and your visions and your passion, those are what are going to be your personal brand. When you combine those three things together and we all have values, we all have visions of our future and we all have a passion. And so those become your why, and those are what push you into that next phase or that next level of your business. So let's repeat that because that was so key. So I hope all of you heard that. Your values, your vision, and your passion, that really makes up your why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that becomes your personal brand. And, and to take it even a step further, you know, your personal brand, your why, your niche. And I, I know you've talked a lot about this before, mm -hmm. Allison, too. And I think you even did, maybe you did, no, you did a, a podcast episode, I think, on your ideal audience. Mm -hmm. You cannot identify that ideal audience until you know your personal brand, your why, and your niche. Because otherwise, you can't identify who your target audience is. Absolutely. Now you said you touched on it just a bit earlier, the five C's to personal branding. So what are your five C's to personal branding? So my five C's are clarity, cohesive, consistent, content, and community. 
So can you go in a little deeper on what you mean by those? I can. So if you think about clarity, you have to have complete clarity. And this goes back to that equation again. It's almost all coming full circle. I sometimes feel like I'm repeating myself. But um, so you have to have complete clarity in what you're doing, who you're doing it for, what problem you solve for others, who your ideal audience is, what your niche is, complete clarity. So that when someone asks you what you do, why you do it, how you do it, it's always the same answer because you know full-heartedly that that's it. You're completely clear on it. But on the flip side of that, your audience has to be completely clear on what you do and who you serve and why you serve them and what problem you solve to serve them. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> right? So it goes that deep. So cohesive. When you're talking about creating a personal brand, you can't represent yourself as X on your website and Y on your social media platform. You want all of that to go together. And you know, as well as I do, there are multiple components to a personal brand. You have your logo, your mission statement, um, your content, you have branded photography, hopefully, if not, everyone needs it. Right. So all of those things come together you know, your brand colors that coordinate with your logo, all of those things should be cohesive. So when someone lands on your website and they click over to your Instagram page, everything's flowing together so that you're recognizable and memorable. That's good. Recognizable and memorable. Awesome. Yes. And then the same thing with consistency. You don't want to represent yourself as person A over here and person B over here. You want to be consistent with the content that you're putting out into the world. The clarity and the cohesiveness all come together with that consistency. And you want to also be present on a consistent level. Sometimes I feel a little bit guilty preaching consistency because recently I haven't been as consistent with my posting, but generally speaking, you want to be consistent with showing up for your audience so that they can trust that you're always going to be there for them. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's so important with the consistency because I think a lot of people feel that they need to be always creative and changing. But what happens is you just end up confusing your audience and that's when you repel them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, clarity, cohesive and consistency. Love it. So keep going. And then your content and your content should be memorable and shareable. Your content should teach. It should inspire. It should educate and you know, inform, educate, entertain, all of those things. But it should always be come back to those other words where the content is also consistent and, and cohesive, but it also provides clarity as to what you do and who you serve. And the, the important thing about that is, is as you're putting content out, you wanna make sure that that content is hitting your ideal audience, but that it's not hitting the people that are not in your ideal audience because you don't want those other people contacting you and wasting your time having to talk to them and tell them and explain to them why you don't do that service you only do this service you want to make sure that your content is giving the messages that you really want your audience to hear sometimes it can be a struggle but there are so many ways to find inspiration and then link it back to what your mission is or what your personal brand is and I love that you said as far as content, it needs to be teachable because I think a lot of people feel that it needs to be about them and that comes across as spammy or salesy. And I think a lot of people have a hard time 
you know, shifting that mindset from don't talk about you, talk about your audience and how it helps your audience identify the struggle and how whatever you have, the product or service solves that problem. So you're you're, you're selling, but you're not selling. <laughs> Does exactly. That make sense? And it's, it's like you're selling without selling, basically. Right. Because if you can provide, and, and the funny thing is, like, I think a lot of people are afraid to put content out there because they're afraid that they're going to give too much away and then people won't pay them. But to me, that's like, you know, hook, line, and sinker because you throw that information out there, people are going to realize that you're the expert in that area. And then they're going to realize, shoot, I really want to do all that, or I really need all that, but I don't have the time to do all that. I saw her post about this. She's the expert. I'm going to hire her. So it really does pay to put that information out there. It's, I don't think you can share too much. I think the more you share, the more things are going to come back to you. I totally agree. So we have clarity, cohesive, consistency, content. What's the last C? Community. Community. And we, I mean, obviously we have a community that we live in and those are great resources. But ultimately, once all of those people start buying from you, you have to spread out of your community and keep building. And that's where engagement comes in with social media and um, networking so that you can continue to build your community so that you are always building a referral source. And really, that's almost a whole other podcast topic right there, right? Community <laughs> and engagement. So I don't know if we're going to dip our toes into that one just yet. <laughs> No, that's huge. That's huge. Oh, that, that is huge. But I think the most important thing when people hear community and engagement, I think it's important for people to understand because a lot of people will do all of that and put all their information out there and then they just sit back and they wait and they play the waiting game. Well, guess what people, if you want the engagement, you have to start the dialogue first. So be asking those questions, get in there and just start the conversation. So that, that's probably like the easiest way to start off with the engagement. Yeah. And I always tell people too, like, you know, when you're intimidated and you're not sure how to put yourself out there, start by talking on the soccer field, start by talking at the band concert about what you do. You know, all you have to do is start interacting with other people and people will become interested in what you do. And even if you don't have a product that you're selling in your service-based business, there's always someone that needs that. So that's how you start building on an, on a, you know, face-to-face -face easy level because you're comfortable talking to these people that you already know and then build from there. And I think too, I've gone to um, a couple of network events in my area and I always go with the mindset of, I'm not going to talk about me. I'm going to sit back and see what I can learn and be the observer. So you're going in with the mindset already of not selling. And what happens is you start conversations and people start asking about, well, what do you do? What do you have? And it just comes out naturally. 100%. And it's so much better. And that's really how you network. Mm -hmm. It's not going in with that sales persona. It's just going in to build the community. Yes. So I love your five C's of personal branding. And I really think people just need to en engrave that into their brains. But let's jump into your five W's to a personal brand. <laughs> so these are the who, what, when, where, and why. Who, what, when, where, and why. Did everyone get that today? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's so obvious that you were a teacher at one point in time. Like, I, I, love, I love talking to you because you're like, it's just like, oh, I feel so good. I'm teaching, but yet I have a teacher guiding me on how to teach. <laughs> awesome. So the who, obviously, hopefully, obviously, is who are you serving? Who is your ideal audience? Who is your ideal client? And I think that's like what you need to do first before you even really start defining your personal brand. You need to define your ideal audience. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to work with? Right. And what, what do you do? What problem do you solve? When, when do you work? When do you jump in to help someone? When is the right time for someone to reach out to you? And that all ties back to knowing who your ideal audience is and what problem you solve for them. Where, where do you, and this, these are things that are just great for communicating to other people about your personal brand so that they can get to know more about you. So people want to know more about the what you do. They want to know when you do it. You know, do you work only in the evenings because you're at home with little kids? Do you work during the day and then are on the sports fields in the evening or whatever? Like people want to know all those little tidbits about you. Um, and then where, where do you work? Show people where you work. Maybe you have a, a gorgeous studio space. Maybe you have an office with, you know, beautiful natural light that you like to meet clients in because it's refreshing and it rejuvenates them as well, especially if you're a therapist versus a dark, you know, dank room or something. Um, maybe you work from a home office. Maybe you go to a coffee shop every day. But where can your clients expect to see you, find you? Let them know, you know, where they can find you and how they can find you. And then your why is the most important of all five is back to what we talked about earlier and you really identifying your values, your visions and your passions so that you know your why. And if we can go back to where, I think it's, this is also crucial because I think social media these days, people are a little reluctant to put out their personal brand or talk about them because there's this high expectation of being perfect because we look at those accounts that are beautiful and they have this wonderful career and they're on the beach and they travel and you have to remember where going back to your ideal audience it's important to show who you are and be authentic and where you work i think i posted a while back when i started the podcast like i don't work in a studio it is in the corner of my room i have messy hair there's papers everywhere and i took a picture and showed them this is reality this yeah. is real. This is who I am. So I can serve my ideal audience and show that I'm relatable. Right. And I think when you see someone in high heels and designer jeans and full makeup and hair done every day with their Louis Vuitton handbag walking down the street, it paints this picture of, oh, shoot, I'm never going to look like that. I'm never going to be that good. Like they wouldn't want to work with me. So I think to let people know that you're, you're relatable that you're, you're just like they are, you're working in the trenches, you know, right. <laughs> so, we're all there in our, in our yoga pants and our messy buns, um, at some point in time and, you know, or the other. So I think it's really important to, to show those behind the scenes type things, because the whole point of the five C's and the five W's is to, to grow and develop that emotional connection with your ideal audience, because all of that ties back into developing that no like, and trust factor, which we have to have we have to have that. It's almost like social proof, you know, in order to grow our brand and for people to buy from us. So all of these things are for that purpose. So let's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that might be listening to this and going, yes, I know this is what I need to do, but I still think there's a confusion. 
where we hear personal branding, branded photography, but yet how do we still stay real and authentic to ourselves? So what like tips or strategies do you have on how to be the face of your brand? <laughs> so, okay, there, there's multiple levels, right? And we've kind of touched on this a little bit. So when I talk about branded photography, I'm talking about a full-blown professional photo shoot. And when I'm working with my clients, we want to showcase our clients in every element of their business. So for example, if you are a dietitian, maybe you have, um, maybe you meet clients at like a co-working space. Maybe you meet them in your home. Maybe you do online zoom meetings, whatever, whatever that situation is. We want to showcase those options of where you work or how you work. And for me, I'm lucky because I have a studio. So for my clients who actually have a home office, we stage my studio so that it looks like an, an office space that where they might be working. But you also wanna showcase you're on your phone. We all use our phone as our for our business. That's our link to the outside world, right? Mm -hmm. We all use that to Google. We all use, you know, for whatever. So, you know, I always showcase people with their phone because that's a way that people are connecting with them and it's a, it's a connection to see how they're communicating with their client. If they are like the nutritionist, take our dietitian, I'll take them to the supermarket we'll act, or, or a farmer's market and actually have them photographed with food or things that they would be educating their clients on. Maybe they're in their kitchen and they're actually chopping things for a salad, but things like that so that people can really get a feel for what their life is like and what their business is on the inside. For example, I did a shoot yesterday and it's a woman who has a home goods store, like um, home, she's a, de a home decorator and then she, your interior decorator, there's all these terms now for like <laughs> interior design, home decorating, all this stuff. Um, and then she has a, a storefront with just incredible products. So we did some of her shoot in the studio where we just captured her personality so that she has great photos, one for a headshot two for like if she's interviewed for the paper or if she's submitting to be like in the designer house or just a bio for whatever she might need that a speaking engagement or whatever she needs good pictures to represent herself for that so we'll do those type of things in the studio but we'll do a lot of layers of them so that people can get a feel for who who she is as a person you know some kind of serious maybe looking at the computer some going through a design book um some going through or um you know just kind of daydreaming out the window you know just different the different faces of a person the different things and emotions that we feel on a day-to-day -day basis and trying to capture all those and then go to the store and actually capture behind the counter packaging something to give to a client that just purchased something you know showcasing the products that she sells as well but having her be the center of that so those are just a few ideas, but the most important thing, and a lot of people when you're first starting out, I mean, this is a big budget item. It's not something that you're going to get for just a couple hundred dollars because you want to have a plethora of images that are going to carry you through at least a six month time period, if not a year. And so you want to, you want to bring things or have things that are cross seasons in terms of wardrobe. I always have professional makeup because it builds, um, confidence and relaxes people before the shoot. It helps me on the back end from an editing perspective, but most importantly, it just polishes the person and it, like I said, it helps them feel more confident and beautiful, but it also showcases that they really care about quality and professionalism. 
so I, you know, they, I guess you could say they're kind of unrealistic in that respect, but the makeup that we use and I would encourage everyone to use is just like a natural sun-kissed look. Like you don't want to be totally made up because the reality is none of us do that on a day-to-day basis. Well, some people do, but the majority don't. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, not me either. So um, that's the dark circles you're seeing. Um, but anyway, so what I was going to say is because this is such a big ticket item, it's, it's a very big expense if you can't afford that right away, the most important thing is a professional headshot and you want to be front and center on your website. You want to have a picture of yourself on your homepage so that when people land on your page, they immediately know who you are. You can have beautiful copy and that's great, but the reality is that people are going to make a much quicker connection with you if they see your face because your eyes are the gateway to your soul and your smile is what's going to draw them in. So you want to make sure you're front and center on your website, the homepage, the about page, maybe even the contact page. And then on the rest of the website, you can have, you know, your portfolio, your services, whatever. And then on your um, social media pages, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, wherever you are, have that same headshot or at least one that's similar with your eyes and your smile present so that people can recognize you. And that comes back to that consistency and cohesiveness as well, is that you're recognizable across all of those platforms. So, and if you can't afford um, a full-blown branding session, I have a, a tip sheet, Allison, I think I've I think you've seen it maybe um, on iPhone or smartphone photography that gives you um, great tips on how to capture some photos of you doing the things that you do in your workspace and things like that if you need them. And for those who are listening, I will make sure that that tip sheet link will be in the show notes. So definitely make sure you grab that because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are just thinking, oh my gosh, I can't afford a branding photography session right now or a headshot, but there are so many cool tips and tricks out there that you can certainly get one in place for now as, and then do the professional headshot down the road as your business grows. Right. And I think the most important thing is just to be present at the beginning so people can get to know you right away. And, and that's one of the mistakes I made. I thought, you know, I'm a photographer. Nobody wants to see me. They want to see my pretty pictures. And so I kind of hid behind my camera for many years. And it wasn't until I put myself out there that my audience began to grow and people really started to connect with me and understand what I do and who I am. So it's really important, even if you can't afford, you use the tips that are there because it'll help you. You do not want an underexposed picture or an overexposed picture, but you want something that gives you credibility and helps you look professional so you can make that connection. Well, Robin, this was a load of information. You are just such the branding expert. So please tell our listeners, where can they find you out on the social media world? social media world. So on Instagram and Twitter, I am the Robin Graham and Robin is spelled with a Y. So the Robin Graham. And then on Facebook and LinkedIn, I'm Robin Graham photography. Well, actually LinkedIn, I guess I'm just Robin Graham, but on Facebook, it's Robin Graham photography and it's Robin Graham photography on Pinterest as well. So I'm on every platform. I spend <laughs> my time though on, I would say Instagram and LinkedIn and a little bit of Facebook too. Okay. And I will make sure that I put all of your contact information in the show notes because ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure there's some gentlemen listening, but everybody needs personal branding and Robin is the personal brand expert. So make sure that you connect with her out in social media. Her value and tips and her passion is just out of this world. So 
Robin, thank you so much for being on our show today. And I know I'll have you on again soon. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved today's episode and walked away with value, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel. This would make my day. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes or grab some freebies over at bossladyandsweatpants.com. Take care. I'll see you next time.